we're back with another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from ISFF, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcast. But also as well, of course, the Lakers Fast Break, where we cover the Lakers, the up and down ride it is so far this season, and everything going on in the NBA right there for you at Lakers Fast Break. Go ahead and make sure you like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever you can to go ahead and support us at all three of those great places. Plus also as well, the Domination Sports Nation. The guys from the Domination Sports Nation, a.k.a. the Lardieris, cover the world of sports like no one else. So please join us at the Domination Sports Nation indeed. But also, if you have any questions for us, last-minute changes, waiver wire pickups that you can make for your championship game starting lineup changes because you're worried about which starter you think will be successful in your title game go ahead and let us know isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or inside sports ff on twitter and it is of course gerald glassford thanks so much for watching this we truly appreciate it championship week for many leagues is here and my god it's going to be a fun one indeed I don't know how, so I was telling the guys in our Yahoo Fantasy Football League that Chris started. Uh, he asked me to join a couple of years ago. Uh, I actually was able and fortunate enough last year to go all the way to the championship game, and I felt really confident going in there. I thought I was going to have a great game, but I absolutely, you know, at the worst possible time, and it uh, didn't work out for me. But this year, once again, I have no idea how I made it back. Really, I'm serious. It has been a year that I have met, I've met and loved and embraced the waiver wire in every way, shape, or form as far as the running backs on my team. My wide receivers have been solid, but not spectacular. I haven't had that one spectacular player that's just absolutely gotten me huge numbers. The quarterbacks, however, between Tua and Dak Prescott have done well for me at the right times. So I picked up Dak off the waiver wire, and he's done a really good job for me there as well. And again, I seriously do not know how I've been able to go ahead and win with guys like Madison, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, as far as uh, Jalen Warren and Kyron Williams as my running back crew per se. I have no idea how I made it to the championship game, but I'm there and I feel very fortunate indeed. In fact, I still don't three know how yard, I, the three yard dumpling gang there, Gerald. Well, I was telling exactly, exactly. Or, or the three point dumpling gang outside of Williams, who's having a great season for the Rams. That's my, that's my star running back to give you an idea. And he was barely on the roster for, for, uh, for many rosters this season to start off the season. Devonte Adams. One of my supposed star players only got, he didn't even get a point. And I still got, you know, there. So again, I don't know how I did it, but I did it. So I'm looking to go in and see if I can go all the way this year. But here today to discuss your championship game and what you need to go ahead to do and make the right decisions, including a Cleveland wide receiver. You need to play if you're not playing him. I made the mistake in my ESPN leagues to not play him. And he got 51 points on the ESPN league by himself. Here today to go ahead and discuss that are three awesome panelists indeed. 
First up, first man here. He is the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to discuss some fantasy football for your championship. It is, of course, the guy who heads up so much of our Lakers fast break coverage. It is Magic Man Sean Grice. Sean, great to have you here. Hope you had a fantastic Christmas. Wishing you the happiest holidays. Sorry it was with Joe and me and the Lakers losing, but it's football season, my friend. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty. While the season is winding down the NFL, the championship week for many teams is here. Your thoughts, my friend, on the NFL championship season as far as for fantasy football. When you get to that big title game, what is your strategy going forward? Because we're going to talk about some of the players that are involved out there, some of them having good weeks, some of them having bad some of them affecting their MVP outcomes and the like. But when you get down to it in the title game, what adjustments do you make? Well, I'm not a nail biter, Drew. And oh. I really don't go for the Toms. Um, not a Pepto guy. So I'm usually a knee shaker. That's that's usually my go-to when I'm, I'm, I'm desperate and... I need a big win. So I'm guessing a lot of people will choose their vice this weekend. Uh, my only piece of advice is remember to breathe. Remember to breathe. You know, there's and there's always next season. Uh, but these championship games really, really test your... Uh, your t- um, intestinal fortitude, to quote uh, Mac Foley, Gerald, they really do. So my my best advice would just make sure you have a strong stomach this weekend because things have a way of going topsy-turvy when you think everything is all right. That's true, my friend, because, again, this is the last chance you're going to be able to put those lineups out. So one thing I do suggest out there is making sure you check and recheck and re-recheck the latest news and notes for any last-minute scratches, any last-minute injury updates, or changes in the weather. So here today, I'm going to discuss that right now. A guy who has seen his share of bad weather on the East Coast. And the bad teams for the New York teams as well. Good man indeed. He is one half of the great combination that makes up the Domination Sports Nation. It is Chris Sardieri. Chris, always great to have you here, my friend. You were one point short. One point short from a... Point eight four. You yes, can't even round eight. up to one. Oh. From, from oh, getting Chris. into being this an epic episode of you versus me in the championship <clears throat> game, which would have been an epic episode indeed. But your thoughts, my friend, not only checking the waiver wire, not only checking availability, not only checking injury reports constantly leading up to the, the actual football games themselves, but also the weather reports because weather could play into this factor for your fantasy football team as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Dom and I, uh, thankfully, in my other league, which is a larger money league, we made the championship. If we lose, the payout's enough that'll ease the pain of what happened uh, yesterday in Philadelphia, watching my, you know, the team I despise almost as much as the Cowboys, the Eagles, not only hold on to beat the Giants, but Jalen Hurts threw a gift of a pick six to Adoree Jackson, and that minus two right there killed us. And here we are in the consolation game. But, uh, yeah, definitely look at the weather. You know, when you think about it, there have been a lot of bad weather games 
this year in the NFL, especially in December. And I just get the sneaking suspicion we'll start seeing them this weekend when you really don't want them to. If you're in need of a kicker, uh, I would kind of lean towards maybe taking one that's got a warm weather game or maybe even in a dome. I know uh, Sean's favorite kicker, Carlson with the Raiders is an indoor game at Indy. That might be someone to look at. Or, you know, um, we've got McPherson with the Bengals on one of our teams. And here I am like an armchair meteorologist typing it into Google to see what the weather is going to be late afternoon, KC. So definitely check that. And, and Gerald, to your point, I mean, you look at last week, Sean's Raiders made like Jacobs was going to play and he didn't. So uh, I think you need to scour whether it's Twitter, whatever you do, watch Jay Glazer Sunday morning see who's really in, who's out. If there's a game time decision, you better make sure you're paying attention and, and get those lineup changes reflected because as we saw, one fluke player, bad move could cost you the title. Once again, it is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It is Chris Sardieri and Magic Man Sean Grice and along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. But also here today, good man indeed. He makes up the other half of the great combination, the great tag team known as the Domination Sports Nation, wherever you get your podcasts. It is Dominic Lardieri and Dom. Awesome to have you here two weeks in a row. Truly appreciate it. We saw what happened over the weekend with some of the stars of the NFL, especially one in particular that was leading such a great story. And again, I'm not a San Francisco fan. Uh, I'm a Brock Purdy fan because I like his story. I like the fact that he was the last pick he was Mr. Irrelevant. He was a guy who was not expected to have an NFL career. Although, you know, these days, my God, anybody that can lace up the boots or lace up the shoes as a quarterback will get some kind of consideration, will at least get some kind of opportunity in the NBA, in the sure. NFL. When it comes to it, my friend, though, Brock Purdy did injure his chances for an MVP title. Is he a go-to guy for your championship game, despite the four interceptions he threw on Sunday? Or well, Monday? oh yeah. Well, watching the game, I mean, some of those interceptions weren't really his fault. I mean, most of them got tipped in the air. It was pretty ridiculous. A lot of the 49ers receivers dropping the ball, but I, I still don't really frown upon on uh, Brock Purdy that much. I mean, he obviously has gotten beaten up by some good teams. You saw Joe Burrow and the Bengals walked in the Levi Stadium and beat them a few weeks back. And we've seen with this 49er team, I mean, when they get injured, they're not the same team. And they weren't injured against the Ravens, and the Ravens defense heavily exposed them. So there's something to watch there. And then look at the the Chiefs in Kansas City. They're all, all out of sorts as well, you know. You got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey throwing their helmets. So, I mean, it's everywhere. But, I mean, I don't, I don't really frown upon Brock Freddy that much. You know, the, the media is going to go up in arms about it. But. Dak Prescott has one bad game against the Bills, and you, you could still frown upon him for that, but he still has the 30 passing touchdowns and seven interceptions. That's true. Overall, he's had a fantastic season, Dom. I agree with you. So it may be a little bit premature to go ahead and say, you know what, we're done with Brock Purdy. Uh, and do you concur with that, Magic Man? Especially, you know, with a team like the Raiders who have – had to you know, have a hard time finding consistency, although with Antonio Pierce, they've been playing a lot better. So your thoughts, my friend, on this. Do you continue to go with a guy like Brock Purdy, or do you take a chance on some players and a player on a team like the Raiders who are looking to find some gold at the end of the season or at the end of their rainbow this season? 
Okay. Given that scenario, go with Purdy. He's playing <laughs> against the Commanders, and the Raiders are in tough uh, on the road against a really very good Indianapolis defense. Show that's that's going to be a tough one. If Aiden O'Connell had a hard time completing a pass after the first quarter against the Chiefs, he might have a hard time completing one for the first three um, with DeForest Buckner. <laughs> constantly getting his big paws uh, up in the air. I think Purdy's going to have a bounce back game. Um, I expect Shanahan to scheme scheme the commanders. Uh, you might find their jock straps up uh, in the suites. Um, that Raider game is really tough, Gerald. I, I'd, I'd avoid that one right now. Uh, I think that's going to be low scoring. Whereas I think, you know, the, the Niners can put up at 30-plus on the Commanders. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I think that's very sound. I agree with you on that. Although, again, you know, if you're willing to go and make that gamble, the Raiders could, you know, they're, they're playing well. They're playing with confidence. They're playing with an edge. They're playing mm -hmm. like, you know what, they've got nothing to lose. So that could be something where... If you have nothing to lose and you think you're going to be outgunned anyways, might as well try and go ahead and reach for those gambles. But I agree with you. Brock Purdy, you should not take out for one bad game. But, Chris, let me bring it back to you, my friend. And once again, it is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Please go ahead and make sure you check us out here as we continue to go ahead and cover the world of football each and every week throughout the playoffs and the Super Bowl as well. My friend, when it comes to some final touches in your league, you said you have a league that you are finalizing for as far as a title possible run for you sure. with a title game in, in tow. What are some of the things you've now, this is not your first rodeo as far as the title game is concerned. So what do you look for? What changes might you consider when it comes to what you're doing? You talked about, possibly looking into kickers being a key advantage, especially if they're indoors or maybe in a dome, what other factors lie at, or maybe what other factors are of interest here or are in play for you when it comes to sending up that final roster for your title game? Yeah. At this stage of the season, there's not a lot of depth out there on the waiver wire. So I think it's more of who to start and sit. Thankfully with this particular team, we've had a pretty consistent starting lineup we might have a decision to make at the flex where we've got Drake London versus uh, Jalen Reed with the the Packers, who was hurt last week. But let's face it, Jordan Love's really enjoyed throwing to him here down the stretch. So that's one decision we may have. And then, frankly, the defense um, played the Texans last week. They got a seven points. Not bad. But I mean, the reason we're in this position in the first place is the Dolphins had a 24 point week for us against the Jets. So we are looking to stream a defense this week. All candidates are welcome. We see, for instance, the Rams are out there on waivers or coming off some nice rest. They're going to be playing at the uh, my beloved Giants, and uh, something tells me they might be able to put up some points regardless of who the quarterback is, Tyrod Taylor or uh, Tommy DeVito. It remains to be seen who the starter will be in the Meadowlands on Sunday, but that's what you want. You want to try and like fill in the gaps. Like I mentioned, we've got McPherson as the kicker. Dom and I haven't made a final decision on that, but – you know, didn't have a lot of scoring opportunities last Saturday. 
who knows against the Chiefs. So that'll probably be one of our other difficult decisions. But at the end of the day, to Sean's point, there are hot teams in the NFL, but when it comes to the fantasy championship, you've got to play the matchups. And I know the, the Raiders have had two nice wins here, but the Colts are fighting for the playoffs. And that's what you want to look for. You want teams that are in the hunt, still have a lot to play for, or mismatches. Like, uh, you know, going back to the Purdy topic, I think he's a no-brainer start this week. Washington's playing out the string for a draft pick and to get Ron Rivera fired, not much else. We may be headed to the replay booth, but we'll be right back with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible, it's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sports Fantasy Football coming right back at you. Here it is, Gerald Glass, along with Magic Man Sean Grice and Chris Lardieri. Dominic Lardieri is here as well. And Dom, when it comes to what you're seeing, what you're setting up for you talked about streaming defense is still a possibility that is a possibility now that it only comes to right down to it only two teams need to go ahead and fill out those last spots those final spots on the roster which you made on your starting lineup which may be the difference even the fact that in some leagues the reserves that you don't play may pay may play a part in it because in some leagues, they are a tiebreaker. So just having injured guys on your back end of your roster who won't even play may not be such a good idea, just in the very remote chance that you might have an option for that as well in your league. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to chase waiver wire then. I mean, I like um, any of the Packers uh, wide receivers, honestly, I like what I've seen out of Jordan Love. And then also Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, without Ramondre Stevenson there for the Patriots, he has multiple touchdowns. So, I mean, you could look at those guys if you really want some guy on the bench that can help you win by maybe like point, .4 points, you know. I'm serious. I, I, I've had I've heard of leagues actually come down as far as a tiebreaker to what the reserves do, which is crazy. I know the odds are really hard against that, but you never know. You never know. And if that's the case, then you might want to make sure that you just have active players sitting back there that can get you points as opposed to players that might be done for the season, at least if they're not in a keeper leagues or anything like that. So it is, of course, inside sports fantasy football. There's some of the advice that we hopefully will be able to go ahead and bequeath on to you that you might take for this fantasy football weekend, this championship weekend per se, but before we head on out, guys, it is NFL Week 17, I believe, in the NFL. And with that, it is, like Chris said, getting down to the, the, the nitty-gritty as far as the playoff teams, the fight for the playoffs are concerned. So I ask you first, Magic Man, when you look at this weekend's tilts, 
Is there any one or two games you're looking at for fantasy football owners which are really sticking out to you as a key or could be a key for a title win for a fantasy football team out there? Uh, yeah, Gerald, the, uh, the Dolphins-Ravens game is obviously one that uh, is uh, very juicy. Uh, I don't have the over-under with me, Gerald, but if uh, you could uh, pull that up while I'm uh, – Talking yeah, about this important. one, yeah, um, very interesting matchup. Um, you know, it's it's kind of funny, Gerald. I remember listening to um, a pod that Paul Feinbaum was doing, and he had uh, he had a um, a great um, bet. By the better. way, it's forty-seven. Just to let 47, you know, forty-seven. Okay, a great um, uh, better on by the name of Danny Sheridan, who's uh, kind of the go-to guy. Um, as far as a, a bookie is concerned, he often said that when it comes to two two potent offensive teams, always take the under. So, if you're looking for a, a big game from your skill players, I would vo- kind of avoid Miami and Baltimore. I know on the outside looking in, that may look like a like a a thirty five thirty one game, but I really think it's going to be low scoring and a defensive battle, Gerald. So. If you're looking at score, maybe scoring some points, avoid that game. Chris, uh, there is a, a very – oh, Chris is uh, hopefully going to come back here in a second. Let me get back on here. Chris, here yeah, when, when it comes to – I had to, I was on a different tab, so my apologies. Yeah. I didn't see you get dipped out on us. But when it comes to a, a possible high-scoring game for fantasy football owners, possible recon- recommendation could come in Detroit with a – team that has defied the odds of magic man who actually has played well in in december for once that's the detroit lions who have solidified their what their first uh division championship since 1993 from what Mm -hmm. i remember hearing over the weekend your thoughts they are playing the cowboys the cowboys are coming in there and we're not going into woof, 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 the doghouse just yet. We're going into a fantasy football matchup that could be an offensive showcase. They're at 53 over under right now. Yeah, I, I think that you hit the nail on the head. That's one game I would look at. The Lions still have a lot to play for. Yeah, they think they've got an outside shot at the one seed and a bye. But regardless, I think they'd uh, rather be the two seed and, and face the weakest wild card in round one at a home game in Detroit. So uh, I, I think some points will be put up. And then two, um, the Cowboys have kind of struggled offensively the last couple of weeks. And I think they're looking to break out of it. They seem to play much better at home, which will aid them. And they're a team too, uh, with kind of an outside shot of still trying to win the NFC East. There's a lot on the line. Uh, there's a reason it's an ESPN Saturday night game. There'll be a lot of eyeballs on it. And I think it'll be uh, potent for fantasy owners. We've got players on either team. Of all the teams that are out there that are playing games this weekend, is there a team in your mind, Dominic, that you really need to consider as far as loading up on a starting lineup that we talked about already? Or is there another team that you really think, Dom, that should be a team that you might consider, whether it's a defense, whether it's some players on that team? What kind of uh, you know things are you looking at as far as this weekend to load up for a fantasy starting lineup? I'm looking at two eight and seven teams right now. The Steelers and the Seahawks play on Sunday afternoon. You got two teams battling it out for wild card spots. And what we saw last week from Mason Rudolph was pretty impressive. You have 
you had George Pickens sitting on your bench. I'm sure you're very mad about that because he went off. And I mean, that was pretty unexpected to see, especially with the Steelers. They've had a lot of stuff happen to them this year and a lot of adversity, but they're still sitting there with the winning record. And then the Seahawks always finding a way to win. And Geno Smith is potent passer. And also the running back, Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker, they know how to use them as well. One thing I want to go ahead and before we go to, to the woof, 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 the doghouse is I uh, want to make sure that everybody looks uh, at some of the injury reports because Jalen Waddle uh, is uh, definitely somebody that uh, might be of interest as far as is concerned. He has a list is a high ankle sprain. So it is uh, kind of iffy right now that uh, if he's whether it's going to be other lineup magic man. Is there any or Chris out there or Adam as well? Any injuries? that you are concerned about heading into this uh, weekend that you think people need to be aware of for their fantasy football rosters. Anybody out there, any one of you guys, do you guys have any, because uh, Jalen Waddle is yeah. the one that sticks out to me. I know a uh, Hawkinson, we, you know, if you had him on as your tight end, get him off your roster now because his season is done with the ACL and MCL sprain as well. Yeah. Those, those are the two, I mean, on a, a, a kind of a, less of a scale. I don't know if he's going to hit the injury report or what, but I mean, I felt throughout the season, Travis Kelsey's been injured. I think he may have, if, they, if you were to look back hindsight being 2020, that game early in the season against the Vikings, when he went down and was out for a few series, I don't think he's been the same since he looked banged up again yesterday on Christmas against the Raiders and the anemic chiefs offense gets completely pathetic when he's not an option. And we saw that there was a, pick six uh, Mahomes through when he was looking for Kelsey. So that's one you've got to look for there. Frankly, Dom and I were offered him right before the trade deadline and we decided to pass partially because of that. So um, I, I think that's one you got to keep your eyes on. Uh, and Gerald, uh, as far as running backs are concerned, I would avoid Pacheco. Uh, I, even if he did, even if he did clear the protocol, I don't expect him to get a lot of touches because he got a he got a concussion, correct? He got hit in the head, back of the head by a by a knee. Ouch! That's some pretty yeah. nasty stuff. And it's a it's a game against the Cincinnati Bengals, who are a very physical defense. So if you have Pacheco, please sit him. Um, hopefully, you have a a good backup. Um, but I wouldn't expect him to to play at all. If and if he does, very limited, Gerald. Yeah. Dom, let me ask you this. Jamar Chase is also someone who I have on a roster who I did not play last week because of his shoulder injury. And it's most likely, although it's not 100% certain, so you got to check it, whether or not he will be out as well. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, especially with what we saw from Jake Browning last week, you don't really know. And then I'm looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars, how they've been on the downslope. And you got Trevor Lawrence really banged up as well. So even if you have Trevor Lawrence, you got any of those Jaguars receivers that are always up and down, you can look at that too. Very interesting to see how this is going to lay out. Anybody else have any other injuries that they need to report that we're seeing as of now right here for this week, guys? Anything else? Just want to make sure we got it covered because it is the title game out there for people. So I think that's probably what I see. Again, we have not seen the official NFL injury reports as of yet. Uh, please go ahead and, and just follow us, ISFF on Twitter, the Inside Sports FF on Twitter as far as account. And we'll go ahead and see if we can pop up some injury reports as it gets closer to football time for this week. But it is that time. Still, even despite the rain, the snow, the sleet, the uh, storms, the cold, 
it is still time to go out there and check on the dog because you go out, you walk on the porch, you want to go ahead and make sure you get the paper. If you still get the paper, most likely you don't get the paper, but that's why a lot of newspaper companies are going out of business because nobody else gets the, gets the paper anymore. In fact, people at some point in time will not even know what a paper boy actually is anymore as far as running up as far as a bicycle is concerned. So be that as the case, you're looking for something out there on the porch and you go ahead and you go down and you look over and you see the dog's unhappy because you haven't been paying enough attention. So it's time to go back and woof, woof, woof. Head on over to the doghouse. Magic Man looking at the lines for NFL Week 17 before we head on out. Who are your thoughts on a dog that you like this weekend? Uh, I'm probably going to get uh, called a homer for this, but uh, I really like the Raiders uh, in Indianapolis, Gerald. The magic of Antonio Pierce. Yeah, um, it's going to be a, a defensive battle. Um, you know, I, I really think, uh, Antonio Pierce, um, has won over the respect of the locker room, the defense, look, you can't, you can't forward a defense for having this kind of turnover rate. It's just, it's not, it's not, um, it's very rarely duplicated drilled. So I think they're just on a streak right now that, uh, going to continue but i don't think that it's going to lead to a victory but i do think uh, take the under for this game and uh, take the colts to win at home um it's going to be a field goal at the end colts win 16 14 okay all right there you go all right magic man with the gutsy call right there all right chris in the segment you helped start so many years ago, we come down to another season of the doghouse. So your thoughts, my friend, in regards to a possible woof, woof, woof dog that you think is going to come home for people this weekend. Well, first off, I'd like to thank Nick Mullins for that terrible interception at the end of the game. Thought at the very least we'd see a backdoor cover. But, uh, yeah, thanks for that early Christmas present, Nick. Uh, looking at the lines this week, and I know it wasn't an, an impeccable year for yours truly with the doghouse, but seeing the Dolphins getting three and a half against the Ravens and remembering how Tua lit them up last year and thinking about how the – Ravens are due for a big letdown after that huge win on Christmas night. I, I just can't bring myself to to pick the Dolphins, even with my favorite extra half a point, just as long as Waddle's on the injury report. I, I Even if he does play, I think he'd be limited. That was one I eyeballed, but there was another one that didn't make a heck of a lot sense to, of sense to me, and it was the aforementioned Lions-Cowboys game. I see it here online. Cowboys giving six and a half at home. I get it. They're better at home. They're due to bounce back, but this Lions team's on a mission, finally winning division after 30 years, and at least looking to play for a two seed, an outside shot at the number one in the bye. And I think the Lions can win this game outright. If not, six and a half is a lot of points. I think they keep it close. Could be one of those three, four point type games. But uh, I think Dan Campbell and company will get the job done and win outright. Hey, Chris, do you think that's a backhanded compliment from Vegas to Detroit? It's almost like you won your division, but we still think you're almost a seven-point dog against a team that's in second place right now. 
Yeah, I could see that. And I think too, Vegas probably felt like I did that they should have lost against the the Vikings this past Sunday. So I could definitely see that. And I, I feel like too, you know, there's, they've been up and down this year, the Lions. There have been times where they play down to their level of the of opponent, like the Vikings, for instance, and lost some games they shouldn't have. But then they go and they blow the tor- doors off a team like the Broncos, who everyone thought was a, a playoff caliber team. So you just never know what Lions team you're going to get. And, uh, guessing a, a lot of money came in early on the Cowboys and Vegas probably had to adjust accordingly. Dominic, what is your, or what are your thoughts for this weekend? Do you have a woof, woof, woof pick for the doghouse? I do actually. Um, I'm looking at the Carolina Panthers right now. They're a touchdown underdog against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I'm just going to put that out there. They lost by a field goal to the Green Bay Packers last week. I love that I saw the Bryce Young in that offense. I mean, they were, they looked like a revitalized team after all that Frank Frank Reich mess that we saw. Okay, I they think they, they should have beaten Atlanta as well, Gerald. So yeah. mm-hmm. that that that's that's a pretty good stinky pick by Dom there. I like it. I'm gonna go with a team that uh, has been a little bit uh, up and down this season, but I think with a home game, uh, with a game coming up against the Chiefs. I think the Bengals might actually go ahead and surprise some people because the Chiefs, we'll find out if the Chiefs are still for real or if they are really the uh, the end of the road is near as far as their dominance. Is this, the a, is this a Kali Ma game for uh, Kansas City, Gerald? Yeah, if Kansas City does not beat the Bengals good this weekend, especially with what was going on in Chicago about you know, possibly Jamar Chase, obviously, you know, the quarterback issues, things of that nature, mm-hmm. then you know what the, the chiefs run and people might start to be, you know, ready to call it then. So we'll see, but I'm picking the Bengals to go ahead and, and cover the seven point spread uh, to be able to go ahead and do that. So we'll see uh, again, not a hundred percent on that, but I think I think I'm leaning towards the Bengals. It's, I actually was going to pick what you were going to pick, Magic Man, because I'm I'm believing in the Antonio Pierce factor right there. So we'll see again uh, in Las Vegas what happens and, there. And, 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 Gerald, before we go, if I, if I may, just for the record, please don't make the same mistake you made with Rich Bisaccia with Antonio <laughs> Pierce. Rich won the locker room over, and you passed him over. Do not make the same mistake twice. I believe any front office you hire can work with somebody like Antonio Pierce, Gerald. I, I mean, think. is there's just a candidate that sticks out there? Do you really want Belichick? Do you really no. want to, you know, and I mean, just do you really, is there any other candidate that just says, you know, you got to have him? You know, just, if, why not, if not, then just go with Pierce. You know, you sign him to a lower, lower dollar contract, won't hurt you as much, could yield higher returns. You know, if he's on, since he's unproven, just go ahead and you. You don't have to sign a huge contract for like you would have for the Belichick who's going to get, you know, if he leaves the Patriots, going to get mega dollars for whatever team he goes to next. So, yeah, I, I think I would go with Pierce at this point in time. Give him a shot. See what happens. The team likes him. The team enjoys playing for him. And they've been able to turn it around. So you never know what's going to happen with a coach like that. Again, we've seen situations where that's happened. And then the next year they flounder. So we'll see. We'll see. But uh, it is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Truly appreciate you joining us. But before we head on out, Chris and Dom are going to give you the lowdown on what's going on with their fantastic show, The Domination Sports Nation. Ooh, we've got a comment real quick. So, guys, before we get to that, 
Patty says, pick two in PPR. JT, A. Jones, Zeke, J. Connor, Chuba mm-hmm. Hubbard, and pick one this week. Jeff, Jared Goff or Russ Wilson? I'm going to pick Goff personally, but that's just me. I go for the safe stuff. Goff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Dom, any thoughts on the pick two PPR? I like James Conner there. I mean, I feel like a lot of these teams have been able to run on the Eagles. I saw that with the Giants on Christmas Day. And then I like Jonathan Taylor as well. He got that touchdown last week. It was his first game back. So you can't ever go wrong with Jonathan Taylor. Magic Man? I agree with Dom. Okay. Absolutely. Outstanding choice indeed. Uh, Chris, any thoughts on this comment before we get to your description of what your latest show is all about? Yeah. Completely agree. Clean sweep. I, I think, what was the second one? Aaron Jones, stay away from him um, for whatever reason. Uh, A.J. Dillon stealing the touchdowns yet again this year. Okay, absolutely. And again, I, I like golf. Again, I think he's been playing really well. Uh, I think he's been underrated. Last year, you and I devoted part of an episode, Chris, to him and mm-hmm. his success in that time. We told you to watch, told you guys at that time to watch out for him. And yeah, he's resurrected his career in Detroit. And uh Definitely happy for him as he's led the Detroit Lions to a great season indeed. So once again, it is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. But before we head on out, Chris and Dom are going to give you the lowdown on what's going on with the Domination Sports Nation. So Dom, what are you and Chris up to at the Domination Sports Nation? Yeah, we're really waiting for this uh, college football playoff stuff to, to get going. You know, you got the games on new year's day really hyped about michigan alabama and uh, texas and washington so we'll about we'll to cover those games and then obviously nfl season's chugging along and we're gonna start talking playoffs here so we'll get to that as well all right the same thing for for you guys out there as well chris uh, same thing for you as well just uh honing in on on what the college football season is going to be all about yeah, I mean, one last year of this nonsense with just four teams. So interesting to see how it shakes out. Another side story is it, it ties into our previous topic with coaching. You know, it was leaked that uh, Harbaugh supposedly has this 10-year, $125 million offer from Michigan out there. I don't know whether to believe it or not, but I feel like that was a trial balloon floated at the NFL by his agent. And uh, I don't see the Raiders or the Chargers offering him that. So my guess he stays in Ann Arbor and continues to cheat or recruit or whatever it is he does so well. But uh, also the another topic uh, on my mind and, and, you know, you guys weigh in too, uh, feel free. I just think this has been such a mediocre NFL season and were it not for fantasy football and despite having our heart ripped out and almost having it ripped out a couple of weeks where we pulled out close games on Monday nights. I mean, the, the storylines have not been as compelling. The games have just been sloppy. And there are some really good teams like the 49ers and Ravens, and there's just a lot of mediocrity and crap. But, I mean, one thing that stood out to me this year are the Rams. There were so many people at the beginning of the season back in August saying that they were just going to tank for Caleb Williams. There was that ESPN story about how McVay almost didn't come back this year. And the way he's turned that team around with uh, – quarterback in Stafford that everyone thought was washed up, headed to retirement, you know, steal Puka Nakua in the draft and, and hat tip over here to Dom who picked him up week one. And that's why we're in the championship game. But a lot of great stories Williams coming out of nowhere as a running back. And let's face it, other than Aaron Donald, somewhat of a no-name defense with, you know, mid to late round draft guys anchoring that defense, I, I think is at least one compelling story this season. Brock Purdy proving, for the most part, outside of this past weekend, that it wasn't a fluke in the playoffs and that stretch run that he had last year. 
and the rise and the re rebirth of Dak Prescott, uh, you know, from years of, of ridicule and uh, lambasting. And, uh, you know, he was out and available. I, I looked at the, when, when I first picked him up, he was available in most leagues on the waiver wire when I picked him up. And that tells you right there where his career has gone. You know, mind you, it's, it's a, a Geno Smith type turnaround as far as his career, like we saw last year with Geno Smith and, and Dak Prescott has certainly become a, a candidate for the MVP, but magic man also great to have you here as well. Any last thoughts, my friend on the weekend for the NFL before we head on out? I think, uh, I think Chris, brought up a fantastic point and the one player I would point to that both illustrates what Chris talked about with uh, the subpar quarterback play this year along with the frivolousness that is the 14 college football playoffs is Carson Beck drill. Carson Beck decided to come back for his senior year. Carson Beck was considered by many to be a, a, a surefire at least late number one pick or a sec early second rounder. And while his play at times with Georgia has been impressive, Gerald, he did not win the SEC championship game. And even with the subpar quarterback play, uh, a quarterback who put up okay numbers, not great, decides he's going to come back for his senior year rather than enter into the NFL draft even seeing the poor quarterback play. So I think to Chris's point, what you see isn't always what you get, especially with these young quarterbacks now in the NFL draft. And Gerald, they were pointing to five guys in this upcoming draft who could potentially be franchise changers. I don't know about you guys, but I only see two, really, at this point in time. It's going to be a great weekend, guys. It is the championship week. Uh, wishing the best of luck to all the other championship teams that are out there, including Chris and Dom out there in their league. I'm not wishing it on my opponent in the title game. So I'm sorry, with all due respect, but I'm hoping that I can finally get it done as far as the, in Chris's leagues here. Uh, I've been very blessed to have a team that's been able to find and scratch and claw their way to get to this title game. So I've won once before. I mean, not one. I've won titles before in fantasy football. Uh, so it'd be nice to finally win in Christmas League. So definitely looking forward to seeing what we can do there. But Magic Man, we got to get together. We got to get everybody together in a league here. You know, even Joe getting into a league here. We got to go ahead and do that for next season. That's one of my, my missions for next season. Get all the ISFF guys together in a league and we'll go from there. So we'll see. Put it to the real test. There you go. Absolutely. But it is the Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Any last thoughts? Waiver wire pickups, starting lineup changes that you want to discuss with us? ISFantasyFootball at Yahoo.com or Inside Sports FF on Twitter. No matter how mad you may get at the results of your fantasy championship game, just remember this. Do not spend money on a TV that you don't need to break. Yes. Agreed. Absolutely. I still, I think the worst loss for me was when I lost a league. I finished actually in the semifinal, but I lost a league by a quarter of a point. So that, that one was that, yeah, I actually lost, I, I calculated it out and I lost winning the championship 
uh, you know, because I lost by a quarter of a point in the semifinal, and I would have destroyed the actual winning team in the final. So, yeah, so uh, you know that that was the killer, and that was just you know about three or four seasons ago. So that one was the killer for me. But yeah, I don't think, and I didn't hit a TV then, so I think I'm good. I think I'm good. It's it's all to me. It's just you know. I'm I'm just satisfied. I'm happy to be there. I'm hoping I win, but you know, I'm just happy to be competitive. That's all I can. Yeah. Still sad that Chris and Dom won't join me in the you know battle at the end, but yeah, here we go. One of these years, Gerald. One of these years. One That's what we get for picking an Eagles quarterback, right? Dom always bites oh, Always That's what we get. I mean we can't complain. He took us this far, but I, I gotta tell you, Gerald, in our other league. That Monday night game against Seattle, he tried his best to keep us out of the semifinals. And were it not for uh, Drew Luck hooking up with DK Metcalf a few times, he would have left us out because uh, I don't know what's going on with him this year down the stretch, but they, they just look sloppy. I don't know if they mistakened or they got a little bit of a hangover or maybe they're not used to playing difficult opponents, but uh, something's not right in Philly. And big picture, I don't think there's a team going very far in January. Well, we'll be talking about that come playoffs with our playoff preview, which we're having up here in the not too distant future. Next week, we're going to go ahead and break down the finals for everyone as far as how I did in the finals, but we'll also break down exactly what's going on with the inside sports fantasy football crew out there and also how well Chris and Dom did in their final game. Nigel is asking, should he start Brees Hall or CEH? this week should he pick up ch this week good question very good question indeed um you know what i wouldn't pick any running back uh against cleveland's defense um so i'd go with ch right this week because i don't i don't think you're gonna get more than maybe 75 yards against that browns rush defense in these next two weeks they're just playing really well dom yeah i'll, I'll agree with sean i mean Brees hall kind of a fluke last week he's got a couple touchdowns off that awful commander's defense so you know that's how it happened on thursday night and last but certainly not least chris my friend yeah as much as i'm not a fan of ceh i'd have to agree especially with you know as we suspect pacheco will be out and then two, like we had Singletary going up against the the Browns D. Thankfully, we didn't need a ton of points from him, but he definitely underperformed, and I think that's what you'd be seeing from Hall this Thursday night. Well, there you have it, everyone. It is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Great question, Nigel. So CEH seems to be the answer from all of us. Patty with a great question. If you have any questions, always hit us up, isfantasyfootballyahoo.com or Inside Sports FF on Twitter. Or just put it below in the comments. We'll get it. I'll get it, and I'll make sure it gets to the guys, and they go ahead and get you an answer as well. So for Magic Man Sean Grice and Chris and Dom Lardieri from the Domination Sports Nation, Magic Man Sean Grice from Lakers Fast Break, it's Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. Nigel, thanks for watching. Patty, thanks for watching. Everybody, thanks for watching and listening. Big shout-out this season to Buddy Gold from Croc Radio for allowing us to be on his great radio station And for everyone out there on podcast outlets all over the world, thank you for tuning in to Inside Sports Fantasy Football.